So, a 36-year-old lady is admitted with a shortness of breath and some pleuritic chest pain. Her oxygen saturations are 94% on four litres nasal cannulae, and she's tachypneic with a respiratory rate of 24. She's tachycardic at 120, and her blood pressure is 110 over 65. She's usually fit and well and takes no regular medications aside from the oral contraceptive pill. Uh, the A&E team get a CTPA, which demonstrates a saddle pulmonary embolism with a dilated right ventricle. Troponin is 98, and her BNP is... 965. How would you approach the management of this patient? Okay, so this lady has got a large hemodynamically significant uh, pulmonary embolus, and she is someone who I am concerned about. Um, my first steps would be to make sure that she is in a safe uh, as safe as possible environment, um, and that she is acutely hemodynamically stable. And so once I'm happy that she's in uh, the appropriate A&E environment, uh, I would want to try and risk stratify her case to make decisions about her further care. Um, I know of the um, ERS ESC uh, scoring for PEs and, and this lady uh, falls into the intermediate to high risk category uh, because of, you, you mentioned the RV dilatation uh, seen on the, on the, C, the CT scan and also the raised cardiac biomarkers um, that she has. Um, so, so I, I think this lady, although she's stable from a blood pressure point of view at the moment, she does have high risk factors and also is at very high risk of progressing to a high risk PE, um, which uh, may require more acute immediate therapy. Um, additionally, I'm aware of the PESI score, which is a tool that I can use to predict uh, this lady's inpatient mortality. Um, and because you said that she's tachycardic and, and has an oxygen requirement at the moment, I, I believe she's got a moderate to high risk PESI score. And so again, someone who uh, I would want to uh, go and manage immediately um, and care for in, in an appropriate in, environment. So um, at the moment, I think, uh, the, the evidence says at the moment, because her blood pressure is, is stable, she should be managed immediately with um, anticoagulation. So I'd want to ensure she's received uh, therapeutic anticoagulation um, as well as continued oxygen uh, therapy. Um, but I'm aware that um, there are parameters that would mean that she would qualify to receive thrombolysis if she was to deteriorate further. At the moment, however, her risk, the, the, the risks of thrombolysis uh, are... The benefits of thrombolysis do not significantly outweigh the risks. So at the moment, there is no indication based on the evidence we have available today that this lady should have uh, immediate thrombolysis. However, I'm aware that this is a, is a young lady with uh, sort of some high risk equivocal features. And so she is someone who I would want to prioritize to discuss with my consultant, especially if it was uh, during working hours. Um, as well as speaking to my consultant, um, I think this is a lady who would be appropriate to discuss with a uh, other specialists as well um, and I'm aware that in, in specific hospitals there are certain teams that have been set up to manage these sort of uh, difficult cases um, and so I would want to liaise with uh, sort of the intensive care unit, the on-call medical consultant, on-call respiratory consultant and, and cardiologist or, or, or a, a lysis team if there was one together in my hospital because I'm aware that in certain hospitals uh, sorry, in certain individual cases, um, even if patients don't meet the clear criteria for thrombolysis, if, if they remain hypoxic, if their trajectory is poor, if their echo uh, features suggest they're high risk, or if they've got a very high DVT 
burden still suggesting they may develop further clots you can make a case for uh, systemic half-dose thrombolysis or catheter directed thrombolysis but of course this is uh, not something which is uh, clear from the evidence and so this is something which would have to require a senior decision maker so you know features I would discuss with my consultant so once I was happy that this lady was in a, a, a an appropriate environment probably a level two setting um, and also once I was happy that she'd been appropriately um, risk stratified I think I would want to ensure that the whole MDT that was managing her so that and that, that involves the other members of the on-call team but also the nursing staff were directly involved with caring for her on the ward or in A&E had very clear parameters for what they should consider as uh, numbers to escalate her care further so if there was any deterioration in her blood pressure oxygen saturations or heart rate they should have a clear idea of when to escalate uh, to myself and to other team members um, so I'd want to make sure that they were clear I think this is a lady who will require uh, ongoing um, inpatient care until her uh, parameters normalized um, and I think her further inpatient care should be managed by um, a specialist respiratory uh, team I think then going forwards in the long term things I would want to have in the back of my mind make sure that aren't forgotten are to ensure that she doesn't continue with the oral contraceptive pill, to ensure that sort of precipitating factors are looked at either as, while she's an inpatient or as an outpatient uh, to ensure that any uh, from any features of promoted thrombo, any features that would make her at high risk of thrombophilia uh, events were, were sort of addressed um, going forwards and that she continues to have sort of ongoing outpatient care. But at the moment, um, I'd want to make sure that her acute inpatient care is um, optimised uh, as much as possible. 